0: Welcome to the Death Keep Show. Let's go. Hey, yo.
1: Hey. Oh, oh,
0: oh.
1: Here he comes. Y'all ready? I don't think y'all ready. Huh? 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 Jeff Key coming at you. The over-circumcide truth. Travel the world, tell the jokes, eating eggs with no fucking yolks. Low cow, so cow. He pulls out the knife and he strips your gal. This is his podcast. Maybe this one will last. Probably not. The one that he's got, he's only had minor success. That's why he brought N D to the M to the X. He's finally about to blow. Welcome to the Jeff Key Show. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the GK Show. It's been a long week in Las Vegas. I've been performing. Damn it. Should I start over? I've been performing at the Stratosphere in Las Vegas. They're calling it the Strat now. They're changing the name. They're changing the brand. It is now going to be the Strat um, at the L.A. Comedy Club. It's a really fun room, small old club, fun room to play. Uh, So, anyways, the shows all week have been great, a lot of fun, And it's good to be back at a club and off a boat for once. Uh, But I do enjoy every crowd I perform in front of. So anyways, I'm going to talk about last night because I just think it's an interesting thing how some people think a comedy show should go. And I'm talking about people who end up disrupting the show. So I haven't had a problem all week with any crowd or anything. And usually if there's like, you know, obviously I'm in Vegas, there's drunk people, there's whatever that happens. I, uh, you know, a lot of comics, you know, hate that. They just want to like go up and do their set word for word. And there's a lot of comics who don't mind it and they can play off it. And I'm the second version, right? Like I don't, I don't mind it um, uh, too much. So, but th- the worst thing, this is the thing when people ask me, you know, a lot of times people, cause they, you know, never really get to talk to a real comedian or something. They meet me at a some party or some whatever and then they're just like oh like, what do you do a lot of people go, what are you doing there's a heckler like oh what are you doing there's a heckler and hecklers aren't usually that bad in my opinion i mean i'm not saying you should heckle i'm not saying go out there and disrupt <laughs> comedy shows you should sit there and be polite and not be an asshole but if there is a heckler usually uh A a true heckler is kind of rare, I think. Unless you're doing, I guess, comics maybe would disagree with me if they do a bunch of political stuff or a bunch of, you know, uh, stuff that's, you know, kind of divisive or, I don't know, there's some comics that do stuff where I've seen them where it's like if the audience agrees with them about the social point they just made, it's like they'll kill and then I'll also see those people run into audiences where they're just like, I don't like you yelling that in my face. I I don't agree with that. So it's kind of like a... like clapter, you know what I mean? It's like a lot of clapping, like a lot of, it, I don't know. To me, it's not really, I don't know. It's not my type of, my, it's not my favorite type of comedy where you could just say something and it's like kind of funny, but it's more just like, yeah, this is something people clap at. And then like those kind of comics will get off stage. You're like, I got all these applause breaks. I'm like, they're just agreeing with what you're saying. I don't care. If I get an applause break, I hope it's because... I made you laugh so hard at something that you start clapping or you really appreciated the bit or, you know, whatever. So I tell a lot of stories on stage. So sometimes it'll happen at the end of stories cause they're like, Oh man, that was so funny throughout, you know, we really enjoyed it. And then the end was, Oh, that was a great ending. Good pop at the end, whatever. So a true heckler, like someone trying to ruin the show that I don't come across that very often at all. Do I come across people yelling stuff out all the time, but usually those people are not trying to ruin the show. They're not. They're just drunk. They're not like, oh, I'm gonna screw this guy's show. Or I've come across a couple of those people in my career, and those people are just assholes because it's not even about me. They're trying to ruin the show. So that means the hundreds of people who are there to watch the show are like, they don't care about them either. Uh, I had this happened once at. I'll get to this girl, uh, this lady last night, but uh, this happened at the University of Rhode Island. I think, or no, 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 no. It was Bryant University, which is, I believe, in Rhode Island. And I go out on stage, and this is when, if anybody's listening to this has followed my career at all, I was on Disaster Date on MTV, which is like a semi popular show. It wasn't, you know, an enormous hit, obviously, or else I'd be famous, but um, semi popular show. A lot of people saw it. So when I would show up and I'd do colleges at that time, um, sometimes if they promoted the show well, you know, if they said, like, Jeff Key from MTV's Disaster Date, that show was always packed. Not because everyone on campus watched the show, but definitely people on campus did watch the show. And they'd tell their friends like oh i've seen this guy he's on the show that guy's coming and then so like it, it just word of mouth like would would pack whatever room i was performing and if it was a room that sat 75 students like a cafe sometimes you perform in that cafe would be packed if it was a theater that's sat 400 that 400 thing would be packed right so um and then some colleges don't promote shows well but anyways this one was promoted well and there's probably 400 people, I'd say, 350 to 450 people in a theater. And I could just tell people were excited. Like, there's just a different vibe when they know, like, they know who you are already, which is, you know, for my career, eh,
0: <laughs>
1: that hasn't happened a ton. Like, I've definitely had people come up to me after shows like, oh, I've, I saw you on whatever. But it's not like most of the crowd or half the crowd right when I come out are like, that's that guy. I no, That that has not happened very much for me. Uh, in my career, but sometimes around this time, that would happen, so um, I go on stage, and like, you could tell when the, the whoever brought me up was like, and you might have seen on MTV's Disaster Date, like, people just, like, went crazy, because they were fans of the show, not the whole crowd, but a lot of people, and so I walk out on stage, and this guy, like, dead center, like, he could not have been more in the middle to, like, fuck everything up, before I say anything, was like, what's up with those wrinkled ass jeans, though, like, I didn't even say any hello yet, like, he just, like, he, he, I could tell, too, that, like, right away, he wasn't just there to have fun, like, he was there, like, what, oh, this guy thinks he's a comedian, like, watch me be funny in front of all these people, so, long story short, uh first of all, my jeans are wrinkled, because I was just... Forgot to iron them, I was traveling non-stop at the time. <laughs> but I just looked down at my jeans, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know man, they're wrinkled, whatever. And then I tried to like start, and he just kept saying stuff. And you could just tell it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't about the show, because I hadn't even started my show yet. And it was just like, he was just trying to get attention, and he and he really wanted to be funny. So what happened was, I just obliterated this dude for 12 minutes. 12 full minutes like he would not shut the fuck up and i was obliterating him like he would like he would say something no one would laugh and then i'd say something and like everybody would erupt and they'd cheer and like they'd crack up and all stuff and then so after 12 minutes i just looked at my watch and i go yo man i go it's been 12 minutes i go do you understand what's happening i go you're not winning this i go like you're saying something, no one's laughing, I'm saying something, everyone's laughing, you're trying to be funny, I go, you're being a dick, dude, I go, all these people showed up to see a show, and I want to do a show for all you guys, and then, like, they all start cheering, you know, and I go, and you're just, like, making it about you, and then he, and then this guy, at this point, was, like, beaten down, because I, you know, handled him for 12 minutes, like, consistently throughout the entire 12 minutes, so, he goes, oh, just go ahead and do your show, man. Just go ahead and do your show. Like Kind of like throwing his hand at me like, oh, just just whatever, dude. Like trying to act like he's the boss and he's telling me, oh, I can do my show now. And I, I never really... There's been a few times in my career where I got actually annoyed and upset with an audience. And um, an audience member. And so I just... Uh, I was like, nah, dude. I go, I'm sorry, man. This school... Uh, In my contract, it says I I have to be given a space to perform and an environment to perform in. And you haven't given me that environment. I go, because it's been 12 minutes. I go, and you won't stop talking. And now you're telling me to do my show. I go, I don't want to perform for you. I go, you don't deserve my show. I go, everybody else here does except for you. I go, so I'm going to sit on the stool and I will wait. For you to leave. I go, and when you leave, everybody, we're going to have a great show. And I just sat on the stool. And then, for you know, you could tell like he didn't want to just listen to me because this guy obviously, for some reason, didn't like me before he even met me. But uh, he just sits there and people just start screaming at this dude from all sides of the theater. And he was like right in the middle. He was literally, at, I think, as epicenter you could get. Um, which he probably sat there on purpose so he could try and ruin the show or be a dick or whatever, or I guess he, I don't know what he thought. I think, I, what did he think he was going to show up and like, Oh, everyone's going to like think they're seeing this comedian, but then like, I'm going to make him look stupid. And then I don't know, like I'll get laid. Like, I don't know what his thought process was to, cause it's such a dick move. Like, forget me. Like who cares about me? All those people obviously wanted to see a show. They showed up. You know what I mean? So people just start going like, I forgot his name, but like, get the
0: fuck out of here. Get the
1: fuck Like, of here. Like And he finally gets up and then like, as he's walking out, I think he was like trying to yell something at me and whatever. And his friends left too. And they were trying to like, do like a cool guy walk. Anyways, those guys are losers. So that was like, one of the only times, um, I think I've talked about the brawl that started at a comedy club in Indianapolis that I was, uh, when I was on stage, which was not my fault. <laughs> do I just sound like I'm, like, it's not my fault, guys, okay? none of this it was my fault, but this really wasn't my fault. Um, so anyways, that was one time where I actually kicked a guy out. I don't think I've have I ever kicked anyone else out. I think in Indianapolis, I eventually, at the end of that set... Anyways, I'll tell that story another time. But um, yeah, I've done thousands of shows. I don't kick people out, whatever. It's not my thing to do. So last night, I go on stage, and it seemed like a good crowd... Maybe it wasn't because the guy who opened for me was like, oh, dude, I fuck, after the show, he's like, I had to fucking deal with a heckler, too. And I guess he was talking about someone else because he didn't say it was the same girl. So this girl is not heckling. Oh, this is my point that I totally was about to say earlier, and then I glossed over. So when people say, what do you do when there's a heckler? Hecklers are, are usually handled. Like that guy I just talked about at Bryant University. That guy was a dick, and that was more of a pain in the ass. And I ended up having to be like, dude, you got to get the fuck out because you're just like, you know, I'm doing an hour, and you're taking the first 12 minutes to just, you know, make it about you. Um... But usually it's just a drunk person having a really good time and they don't realize they're being disruptive. Like they just don't get it. You know what I mean? I've been way too drunk. I'm sure some of you listening have been too drunk. I've definitely been way too drunk on more than one occasion. I've never ruined a show, I've never walked into a show and ruined a show because I don't have that in me. <laughs> I've been drunk at, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, oh my God, what, what is it where they, they hypnotize you? Yeah, hypnotist show. I've been drunk at those and stuff. I never like yell out and ruined shows. Um, But I'm not that type of person who would ever want to ruin anybody's anything. So, uh, yeah, so these people, whatever, usually they're just drunk and they're just trying to, you know, have fun and they're having a really good time. And that's kind of what happened last night. This girl, front row, blonde white lady, I don't know how old she was, maybe this lady could have been 24, she could have been 32, I don't know, I can't tell. I'm an old man now with two kids and I I just can't tell. And she's with her boyfriend who was not acting up at all. And she was just, she was too loud. Like the room I'm performing, like I said, is not that big. And so I got on stage and she's like, woo, woo. And just like throwing her hand, like both hands in the air, right? Like really. And I'm like, okay, yeah, blah, blah. So long story short with with her, uh, because I want to get to what happened after the show. I handled it. I made some jokes. I talked to her. I got her name. Like gave her like a little bit of that attention that obviously she wanted. Uh, when she would yell stuff out, I'd make jokes about it. You know, for a few minutes, and the audience was laughing, and they were like, you know, yeah, blah blah. blah. Made a joke like, oh, I can't believe I invited my sister and her boyfriend. You know, whatever. And people were laughing and stuff. So, um, it just kept going. It never stopped, and like it got to the point where you know i i was able to do some material but then when i would do material everybody would laugh and then she'd laugh like so hard that that's the thing that sucks is i know she's really enjoying my show and i also know she doesn't realize she's fucking ruining the show for the other people because i i do a couple bits and everyone's laughing and then uh she'd be laughing harder and then i would try and start the next bit if anyone's seen me on stage like i do have like a my own, you know, style and cadence of the way I do things, and I like to build things. And then she would just, as I'm setting up the next thing, which you know doesn't take forever. I'm not telling long ass, you know, sit on the stool, you know, Bill Cosby stories or whatever that have like a huge punchline at the end. But like, even if it takes 10, 15 seconds, 20 seconds to set up to the next punchline, in that like downtime where everyone's just listening, and I have them, she would go, yeah. And, and it's just fucking up everything. Like, this is, like, as I'm talking. So, anyways, uh, the club, I love the club here. They should have, like, in my opinion, taken care of her a lot sooner, been like, hey, you got to, like, go outside and, like, cool off or, like, you're yelling or something. Um, what they did was, which kind of annoyed me, but it's not the end of the world, they waited until they'd are al- when, when you're getting off stage when they, they let the comic know, if anyone doesn't know, I'm sure a lot of you don't, Um, they'll light you. They'll like flash a light in the back and that lets you know like, oh, hey, you have whatever you decided on before show. You have five minutes left or 10 minutes left, whatever, two minutes left, depending on what type of light you're getting, right? So after I already got the light and I'm already like almost done with my set, I'm trying to wrap up, then they kick her out. And it's like, and in my head I was like, as I'm talking to the crowd, like a lot of things are going on in my head. Like even as I'm performing certain material sometimes, like I'm thinking, it's weird. Like you might have like this other, I don't have another brain, but like it's weird what your brain can do. Like I'm thinking, okay, what should I do next? Oh, I'll do this next probably. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do this, this, and this. Like as I'm acting out and talking. So so as I'm do, doing my act, I'm seeing what's happening and I'm just like, they're making they're making it more of a distraction at the very end. Like this lady should have like been handled earlier. And told like she can't talk again or else she's being kicked out like early. Or they should just let her stay at that point. You know what I mean? I've already done like 35, 40 minutes or whatever. It's Vegas so you do shorter sets. But like I had like two minutes left and then they get rid of her. And then it's a distraction because I told you this room is not that big. So everyone kind of sees it happening. And then she's going to be pissed because I knew right away this lady did not know that she was being disruptive, right? And after the show, you'll see how she really didn't know <laughs> she was being disruptive. So, anyways, after the show, I go outside. Uh, I have a book that I sell, and then people are coming up and buying the book and being like, "Oh man, that's like, oh yeah, d- sorry you had to deal with that." You know, like a lot of like a lot of people were like, "Hey, great set, That was that was tough." You know, like uh, the lady, "Yeah, sorry, I had to deal with that." Right. So I'm like, "Ah, oh, whatever." You know, it's not a thing. And the thing is, like, guys, I'm not mad. Like, I was a little annoyed about how the club handled it, but I love these guys at this club. It's not a big deal, but. Um, so then I hear, I see her as people are coming up to me and like you know saying good show or buying a book or whatever. I see her talking to one of the uh, managers of the club and she's like, I didn't do anything. Blah blah blah. I want to talk to him. I want to talk to him. I want to talk to both of them or whatever. And then so she walked up to uh, Jack, who's my buddy, who's opening for me this week, and she, I, as I'm talking to people, I hear her talking to him, and I'm just like blocking it out, and then I hear her going, like, I'm gonna talk to him next, and she's, just to prove how drunk she is, she stood right behind me, like, she was almost touching me, that's how close she was standing behind me when she was waiting to talk, I will give her this, she waited to talk, she wasn't like, uh, oh my god, you can see her at a hotel, and they're fucking, of course, the one time I record a podcast all week, they're vacuuming, come on, so, Oh, God, should I just stop this podcast? That's so annoying. Oh, geez. Right outside my door. I haven't heard them vacuum outside my door the entire week, and now they're vacuuming outside my door when I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> so anyways, in her drunk defense, she, did, uh, she didn't she did interrupt, and she let, like, the other people come to me. I Also, my body language is kind of like, you're not fucking getting in here. But then she waited, and she was like, hey, like, you know, can I talk to you? Like they said, and I'm like, yeah, of course, whatever. This is the thing too. Like a lot of people, when I told my wife about this and, um, my, I told my parents too, you and they're like, Oh, how awkward. I'm like, I got nothing else to do after the show. I don't mind. I'll have this interaction. I'll, it'll be a fun story or, you know what I mean? It'll be interesting. And, uh, so she's like, Hey, can I talk to you? Like, I didn't, I didn't do anything. And like, they, they, they kicked me out. They said I was like, you know, like, you know, yelling out and stuff and all. And I go, look, I go miss, I go, I, I don't think you're a bad person. I don't think you were trying to like ruin the show or anything. I go, but I go, yeah, you, I go, you were yelling out a lot. And she's like, but I wasn't. And I was like, oh, I go, well, you were. And then she's like, I wasn't. And I go, you know, I was in there too, right? <laughs> like, I like this idea of like, I don't get a say in what was happening during my show. And I'm like, look, I go, you know, I go, you were, I go, she's like, a lot of people were yelling out. And I'm like, uh, not, not the way you were. And she's like, yeah, they were. And I'm like, no, I go when I would do a joke and everybody would laugh or something. Yeah, maybe some people like also you heard them saying things, but then like they'd stop when I started my next, you know, joke or my next bid or whatever. I go and you, I know you're having a good time and I know you weren't like doing it on purpose. I feel like her boyfriend, just in my opinion, was like really like appreciative that I was handling it so nicely because there are comics who would have been like, fuck you, you fucking ruined my show. Fucking you, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, like there, I know a lot of comics who would just be like angry, but I just know that this person wasn't trying to do this. But I also know they're crazy to think that they weren't, you know, disrupting the show because she was doing it nonstop. So uh, she's like, other people are doing that too. And I'm like, no, I go see, like when I would, I go, you know, I need to be able to talk to get to the next thing. I go, when you're going, woo, and like throwing your hands in the air in the middle of everyone listening to me, I go, it's a small room and it's, you know, you're right in the front. It's disruptive to me. It's disruptive to all the people around you. Like it just kind of takes them out of the moment I'm creating. And she was just like, no, like people were laughing. People were laughing at what I was doing. Like I'd say something and then you'd say something and everybody would laugh. And again, it's like, yeah, because I'm the comedian. So when I say something, people would laugh. And when you say something, it wasn't part of the show. Like, I don't need you to do this. We don't travel together. You know what I mean? We don't fly all over the world together and do shows. And I need you to fucking yell out so I could say things. So I was like, yeah. And I go, you know what? I go, a little bit of that. Not a huge deal, honestly. I go, I don't mind it. Other comics would. I go, but like... I go, but it can't be the whole show. I go, that can't be the whole show. And then she looked at me like with this face, like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" That's the only way I can describe her face. Like her, her brow just got all furrowed, and like she, she turned her head to the side, like, "What?" Like that is how a show. She goes, she's like, "No," she's like, "She's like that is like a, a good show." And I go, look, I go, okay. I go, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. Um, <laughs> I go, with all due respect, I go, I do this for a living. I've been doing this for like 16, 17 years. You're not going to tell me how my show should go or how a comedy show should go. And she's like, why? It was funny. Like, whatever. I'm like, that's not how the whole show should go. I go, a little bit. Fine. Yeah, whatever. We're playing around. No big deal. It's really not the end of the world. I go, the whole show can't be that way. And then she said, uh, and then she was like, yeah, well, it was funny and whatever. And I go, look, miss, I go, what do you, what do, you do for a living? And she like thought that i was gonna like bash her she like really wanted to like to be in an argument i wasn't gonna have like this argument because it's pointless so uh i wasn't gonna make fun of her job i just wanted to make a point so like, what do you do for a living she's like huh and i'm not gonna make fun of your job or anything i'm just wondering like i'm curious like what do you do for work like what do you do for a living and she said oh this is my computer and she said uh She's like, I actually have my shit together. I, I, uh, I have a great job. Like, I. She said something about how she like drives doctors and organs and stuff to like planes so they can get. I, I think it's what she's saying. She does that for so people can, you know, for transplants, like emergency, like organ transplants and stuff. And I go, okay, cool, cool. I go, that's awesome. I go, my point is, I don't know how to do that, so I wouldn't tell you how that should go. I go, I'm not. I go, that's a great job. Sounds like a great job, but I wouldn't tell you how to do it because I don't know how to do it. I go, so I wouldn't... By the way, guys, side note, sounds like she just drives the car. I could do that, right? But I was trying to prove a point. (laughs) I could easily drive a car with a doctor in it who has some shit that somebody else who's a professional package, but maybe she packages the organ. I don't know. My point, point I think you guys get, is I was like, look, I would never tell you how to do your job. So please don't tell me how to do my job because I know more about my job than you know about it and you know more about your job than I know about mine. And the boyfriend was just sitting there like come on can we get the fuck out of here <laughs> you know what I mean and at one point by the way she even said like early on she goes he even agrees with me and I looked at her boyfriend and he just had a look on his face like oh. <laughs> like I'm just trying to get laid dude we're in Vegas <laughs> I think they're locals actually um who are these motherfuckers yelling outside my room now oh boy, this has not happened all week, and now for the podcast, you guys have to hear all this, um, maybe it's authentic, does it feel authentic, like, oh, we're in the room, we're there with you, that's how it should feel, I'm in my underwear, by the way, if that's even more authentic, I'm in my underwear, there's people vacuuming and yelling outside, so anyways, this lady would not stop, and she, uh, She was like, look, I wasn't doing that. She went from like, I was doing it and it was funny to like, I wasn't doing it. She kept flip-flopping back and forth between those things. And then so again, she said like, I wasn't doing it. And I was like, well, you were. And I go, but whatever. I go, we just, I saw, I go, I I can see on your face. I go, I'm never going to convince you that you were doing this. I go, so that's cool. I go, you're going to go on with your life and you're going to always think you never did anything wrong at this show and you acted fine. And I go, and I'm going to go on with my life and I'm going to have my version, you know, what really happened, and I go, but look, I go, that's fine, I go, we, we're just going to disagree on this for the rest of our lives, we're probably never going to see each other again, I go, so it's not a big deal, and she was like, but I didn't though, and I'm like, I go, hey, you did, I go, but whatever, fine, you're going to think that, I go, some people believe in God, some people don't believe in God, it doesn't make you a bad person, whatever, there's, you know, whatever, fine, who cares, I go, you have a belief that you were good at the show, and she kept saying she didn't, and I finally just go, miss, I go, did you have any drinks today? Did you have, were you drinking any alcohol today? Because clearly she was drunk. And, uh, and that shows, like, they had a fun, like, all-you-can-drink thing if you pay for a certain amount. So she's like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I so? what? Sort? I had some drinks. And I go, okay, look, that's fine. You're having a good time. You're partying. I go, that's great. I've had no drinks today. And she's like, so what? Well, what's your point? I go, my point is, I think that in court, my testimony would hold more weight. She's like, huh? And I go, I think you'd make a bad witness. I go, I think somebody who's hammered saying, hey, this is what happened. And somebody who's totally sober saying, hey, this is what happened. I think that I, you know, my argument would probably hold up better in court. And then her boyfriend was just like, hey, man, thanks thanks so much, dude. Like, great show. Like, he was just trying to get out of there. And then uh, I go, look, I go, have a great night. And, like, it's funny because the managers and everybody was trying to, like, help me get out of it. But I didn't fucking care. Like, you know what I mean? If her boyfriend was going to, like, beat my ass or something, he probably could have. He had a beard. He was one of those guys that looks like you could just fight. You know what I mean? Just, like, take blows. Like, if I was punching him, he'd just be like, yeah, that feels good. I like getting in fights. And then he'd punch me in the face and it would hurt. So... Uh, but he's a nice guy, but it was just talking to her, you know, and she wasn't going to slap me or anything, so I didn't care, but they're trying to get me out of it and everything, and then uh, she just, I said, look, I go, you have a great night, I go, I don't think you're a bad person, we disagree on what happened, it's not a big deal, it's whatever, it's like one moment (laughs) in a long life, you know, and then she was just like, but I didn't do anything, and I'm like, okay, (laughs) Like, like, what do you want me to say, I don't even get what you want me to say, so I ended up just walking away, so Anyways, now what we're gonna do, oh, I got a quick thing. Um, I'm gonna play a video about the 26 psychology facts you never knew about people, okay? This is on YouTube. And usually I would just like pull the audio and put it at the end, but I'm just gonna play it so you can hear it. And then I'm gonna, cause I I think I wanna make some comments after some of these. But before I get to that, another quick little, uh, (laughs) I don't know it was a fun story or whatever. So my wedding anniversary is in uh, coming up in a few months. And I said to my wife, I like, go, oh, what do you want to do this year? Like last year we went to you know, Cabo, we went to Cabo, no, we went to Puerto Varta and just like went to um, or Nayarit. Or I don't know, whatever. We're in Puerto Varta area. And we went to a resort in Mexico and like had a great time. And it was great because my wife finally was able to like just relax and, you know, have a couple drinks. And so this year I go, hey, what do you want to do this year? And I'm like, we've never done wine country. Do you want to do that? We threw out a couple ideas and my wife was like, yeah, let's do wine country. Like we've never done that. Like we've always said we wanted to do that. So guys, I had no clue. I was like, oh, wine country is great. Like, you know, we don't, you know, the flights will be a lot cheaper. Like this will be a much cheaper trip. Boy, was I wrong. I thought this was going to be, you know, I thought it'd be like, you know, Little bit of money, but I didn't know how expensive it would be. Holy shit. I don't know who's been up to Napa or Sonoma or any of that stuff. All the hotels and everything are super expensive. I'm looking up, there was, I was looking up different places. I go, hey, babe, what do you want to do? Uh, this is last week when I was in town. I go, what do you want to do? Do you want to, uh, You want to go to like a uh, you know just like a hotel uh and then you know we're gonna because we're gonna be hitting the vineyards and blah, blah blah and like in the fun restaurants and everything or do you want to go to um like look at this place it's like a resort and uh you know it looks like this place is like really nice and this the thing said that it costs it said enter the dates you want to go right to get like a price so i entered the dates and uh like july 12th through 16th or something right and or 12 through 17, whatever around there, and it said, like, oh, like that price would be like $1,278. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's like not super cheap, but that's that's place is dope, you know what I mean? This place looks really nice. And uh, so Christy, my wife, was just like, yeah, she's like that place looks super nice, like, let's just do that. I'm like, yeah. And I'm reading the thing that's like, A-list celebrities and you know athletes like to come here to relax. I'm like, sweet, A-list celebrities, athletes, Jeff, Christy, makes sense, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm at the stratosphere this week. <laughs> Guys, it was $1,300 not total per night what (laughs) that is so expensive i get it now that place looked so great and i and it's just funny because i'm showing christy all these places she's like well let's do that one i'm like yeah totally okay i'll drop 1300 on the hotel for four days like that's not too bad you know for an anniversary or whatever and yeah i don't know what you guys think but i don't i'm not really at a point right now where i'm dropping what would that be like six, six, seven grand on the hotel. Like, yeah, can't just do that. Especially because we're going to want to do activities while we're there. So anyways, that was kind of a bummer. But if anybody has any tips or anything about wine country or where to stay or like places we should go i read one thing uh, a comic eddie ift is a buddy of mine he i asked him if he knew because i know his sister's a sommelier so and he just sent me a link to this like napa for beginners website totally helped out like that helped out it's like one day you should just walk around napa because the town's like you know whatever fun and you should spend a day just walking to all the little There's a bunch of like, you know, wine tastings and wineries, like just like small ones right there. And then you can get great food and everything. So that's one day for sure. Um, And then, but then like, there's so many wineries up there. Like, I don't know which ones to go to. I know Robert Mondavi's like this, you know, iconic one. They say that's one that like started Napa or something. I don't know anything about this stuff. So in the show notes, uh, the Jeff Keith show at gmail.com, you can email me. Or hit me up on social media at Jeff Keith on Instagram or Twitter, G-E-O-F-F-K-E-I-T-H. Um, so anyways, yeah, I got to figure out this now. We already have our flights. Oh, excuse me. But um, I have no idea where we're staying or what we're going to do. Oh, there's another thing, too. Is like murder mystery on the wine train. I'm like, this looks fun. So I stupidly screenshot it while I'm out here. And I send it to Christy. I'm like, we got to do this, right? She was like, definitely. Okay, so that wine train... <laughs> without the murder mystery thing is 900 dollars. <laughs> so <I'm> like okay <laughs> hey babe you know all these things i'm telling you we're gonna do well i can't afford any of them so all right so let's play this psychology video i always like to do something a little fun at the end i thought this podcast is going to be like 10 minutes long but look at me talking all right let's see hopefully you guys can hear this and then i'll pause it a couple here and there and comment <laughs>
0: 26 psychology facts you never knew about people. Understanding the psychology behind the way you behave and treat others can be very useful in your daily life. Here's <coughs> the most surprising psychology facts that can help you understand yourself and others better. Check out number 20, it's a total surprise.
1: By the time by the, by the time by the way the first time I listened to this or watched it um, when they say, oh, number 20, it's a total surprise. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what number 20 is. Totally can't remember. I don't even, it didn't even click with me. That, oh, there comes 20.
0: Number one. Any friendship that begins in the period between 16 and 28 years of age is more likely to be robust and long-lasting.
1: That's pretty interesting to me. Any re- friendship that begins in the period between 16 and 28 more likely to be robust and long-lasting. I mean, yeah, so far, right? Okay, for me at least. What about you guys?
0: Two, women generally prefer men with deep, husky voices because they seem more confident and not aggressive.
1: I heard that and immediately it was like, how deep is my voice? I know it's not husky, but how deep is it? You know what I mean? Maybe that's why Jackson Maine from A Star Is Born. Hey, <laughs> right? <laughs> not a fucking, anyways. How deep is my voice? I can't tell everyone hates their voice right when they hear it back I, I remember back a long time ago some girls would be like you have like a really nice voice I'm like I feel like I sound like an idiot every time I hear myself talk even now I'm just like I sound like a dumbass how's Hugh Jackman screaming during a three whatever
0: the smarter the person is the faster he thinks and the sloppier his handwriting is
1: I do have crappy handwriting so I must be a genius
0: four. Our emotions don't affect the way we communicate. In fact, the way we communicate has an influence on our mood. Five, the way a person treats restaurant staff reveals a lot about their character.
1: I slap them in the face if they get my ranch dressing order wrong. What about you guys?
0: Six, people who have a strong sense of guilt understand others' thoughts and feelings better seven men are not funnier than women they just make more jokes not caring whether others like their humor or not
1: all right i gotta talk about that one that's so funny to me because at first you'd think you know as a man and as a comedian i'd be like what men are not funnier than women but when they say the second part they just make more jokes not caring whether others like their humor or not oh my god yeah so many guys i know just like, right? They just want it. They're like, oh, you hear me being funny. And it's like, not funny, dude. So that was, a, that was a fun one. Men are not funnier than women. They just make more jokes, not caring whether others like their humor or not. My wife cracks me up. Christy's really funny. All right.
0: Eight. Shy people talk little about themselves, but they do so in a way that makes other people feel that they know them very well. 9. Women have twice as many pain receptors in their bodies than men, but they have a much higher pain tolerance.
1: Yeah, my wife is constantly giving me shit whenever I'm injured or hurt. Like, I have a really bad back, and sometimes it's terrible, and Christy's always just like, Oh, come on. She has no clue. Also, I'm a man, so I have a lower tolerance for pain. Biologically. So, cut me some slack, alright? If I had a nice, husky, gruff voice, but I'm also a wuss, what? then what? Are you just attracted to that or not? How's that work?
0: 10. Listening to high-frequency music makes you feel calm, relaxed, and happy.
1: Just so you guys know, if you go check out this video, again, it's called 26 Psychology Facts You Never Knew About People, uh, the girl in the video looks like she's just on Molly. She has headphones on, wireless headphones, just laying on the couch all funny like, yeah, <laughs> I like this music. This couch feels nice.
0: 11. If you can't stop your stream of thoughts at night, get up and write them down. This trick will set your mind at ease so you can sleep.
1: Totally live by that one. I used to do that all the time. And also, that just, that just helps. I had a friend once won't say who, um, playing basketball and he's at a new college and he wasn't playing up to how well he, you know, he easily could play. And then, so I had him do this exercise and I was like, dude, I go, I was out there visiting him. He was in another state. And I said, I go, here's a piece of paper and a pen. I go, write down everything that's bothering you, everything that's going through your head. I go, I'm not going to read it. Don't worry. And then like, he took some time took probably like 20, 30 minutes or whatever, I think, and like wrote down a bunch of stuff and then I like held it out and then I had a lighter and I just lit it on fire and I go, there you go, dude, it's all gone. All your worries, everything b- bothering you, all your, everything that like you, you know, you worried, are you going to, you know, I'm guessing he, that he was thinking like, Oh, am like, am I going to play here? Or like all his stress or anxiety about his new situation. And then he started to play better and then, okay, went, went great.
0: 12. Good morning and good night text messages activate the part of the brain responsible for happiness. 13.
1: I do feel good when I wake up and my wife texts me good morning, so Christy, if you're listening to this, why don't you do that anymore?
0: Doing things that scare you will make you happier. 14. The average amount of time a woman can keep a secret is 47 hours and 15
1: minutes. That one's kind of interesting. Like, wh- wh- how did they do that? How did they do that study? The average amount of time a woman can keep a secret is 47 hours and 15 minutes? According to what? <laughs> like, do they ask women, like, hey, can you keep a secret? And they're like, I can keep a secret for about 36 hours. And someone else goes, I can keep a secret for, like, 55 hours. <laughs> like, I, and they just ask a bunch of people, like, I don't even get how that works. I guess maybe they did a study and they actually had a bunch of people like in a social experiment and they told them something they're supposed to keep it a secret. And I don't know, that's, I would just love to see the study behind that. Maybe it's in the notes.
0: 15, people who try to keep everyone happy often end up feeling the loneliest.
1: Ding, 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 right here. Guy in the hotel room in his underwear doing a podcast for you guys. Constantly trying to make everybody happy. Constantly struggling with this loneliness.
0: Sixteen, the happier we are, the less sleep we require. Seventeen, when you hold the hand of your beloved, you feel less pain and worry less.
1: Totally, love that. I love holding hands with my wife. Love it, it's great. We barely ever, you know, because of the kids sometimes we get a date night, always hold our hand when we're walking to like a movie or something. I love the handhold. Again, Christy, if you're listening,
0: Eighteen, intelligent people have fewer friends than the average person. The smarter the person is, the more selective they are.
1: Wow, so I have sloppy handwriting and I have no friends? This is like, am I the smartest person alive?
0: (laughs) Nineteen, marrying your best friend eliminates the risk of divorce by over 70%. This marriage is more likely to last a lifetime. Twenty,
1: Oh, here's 20. Now I can pay attention.
0: The people who give the best advice are usually the ones with the most problems.
1: 21. Ooh, the people. I didn't even remember that the first time. The people who give the best advice are usually the ones with the most problems. That kind of makes sense. I give some good advice, and I got. A lot, I feel like I have a lot of problems. I feel like everybody feels like they have a lot of problems. Right when I said that, I was like, who the fuck are you, Jeff? Doesn't everybody kind of feel like, oh, I got, a lot, you know, I got a lot to deal with? I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. Number 20. All right.
0: Women who have mostly male friends stay in a good mood more often.
1: That one was weird to me. Women who have mostly male friends stay in a good mood more often? What? What is that? What's the implication there? That having female friends, they'll drag you down? Or, I don't know. Why do you have mostly male friends? I don't know. That was interesting. Women who have mostly male friends stay in a good mood more often again this has stuff all has to be done off surveys right just people like asking a bunch of people hey do you have mostly this or this friend oh, no, no, no. do you generally feel like you're in a good mood or a bad mood like you know it has to be that kind of stuff right those psychological tests usually there's like a ton of questions and they repeat the like the same question multiple like four or five times within the thing but they just phrase it differently to see like how accurate it is um, yeah that's interesting women who have mostly male friends stand in a good mood more often all right Write in, guys. Let me know. The Jeff Keith Show at Gmail. It's in the show notes.
0: 22. People who speak two languages may unconsciously shift their personalities when they switch from one language to another. 23. Being alone for a long time is as bad for your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day.
1: All right. That one hit home. Huge. When I was... When I'm on the road by myself, I... I feel it's like hard to, and I've talked to other comics about this. It is hard to, uh, it's just hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to stay up. Like you have to, I meditate every day. I read books and everything, but it's like, it, it's it's so weird and lonely and so bad. And when I was on the road, <clears throat> when I was the busiest I'd ever been touring, when I was doing with 2011 to 2012, like that whole like year, those years, whatever, when I was doing just like hundreds of colleges, and I was by myself all the time, flying like almost every day sometimes. And um, I remember I took 68 different planes in the month of September uh, of 2011. I counted, because I was like, geez. Um, I also made a lot of money that month, and I also was super depressed, (laughs) whatever. But like, you're by yourself. I'm in rental cars, just by myself, driving all over the country by myself. And I would drive anywhere from like one to two to sometimes eight hours a day. And there's a lot of days of like, oh, I'm driving three and a half hours tomorrow. Oh, the next day I'm driving five hours. Oh, the next day I'm driving four hours. Like it was constant. I'm just by myself. I would talk to myself a lot. It was bad. Like you'd get really, really depressed. So that's nice that I've never smoked a cigarette in my life, but I've been alone a ton. So that's like smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So great. That's nice. No cigarettes. No literal cigarettes, but I guess metaphorical cigarettes. Wouldn't that be the right word for this? I have a lot. Twenty-four.
0: Travel boosts brain health and decreases a person's risk of heart attack and depression.
1: I'm kind of like weary of that. That was that a stat or just they said travel boosts brain health and decreases a person's risk of heart attack and depression. I could see how it could you know, reduce depression ever. But risk of heart attack, maybe unhealthy people aren't traveling as much because they're unhealthy. And then, so then they have more heart attacks and then that factors in. Or maybe this is completely accurate. I don't know.
0: 25, people look more attractive when they speak about the things they're interested in.
1: I like that one, that's true. People light up when they're talking about things that they actually care about, and it is, is, you know, I'd rather listen to someone talk about something that they're like really into than someone just being forced to talk about something they don't care about.
0: And number 26, when two people talk to each other and one of them turns their feet slightly away or repeatedly moves one foot in an outward direction, this is a sign of disagreement.
1: Love that. I read a few body language books years ago, made my friends little body language cheat sheet things that I don't feel were fully appreciated by anyone I gave them to, especially my dad. I gave my dad one, and he's just like, oh, thanks. I thought he'd be into it and just, like, sits there. But uh, anyways, yeah, those are all 26. Uh, I thought this was pretty fun. All right, guys, I'm going to go watch March Madness. And, uh, oh, my God, I've all the games, not all the games, but a lot of the games where I'm like, I'm going to bet on that game. I, I would take that. I don't like that spread or whatever. And then I don't bet on it. I'd say like eighty percent of those have won, and then the games I do bet on, I lost. I won two and I lost three, so I'm down. Anyways, not good at gambling. Oh my god, someday I'll have to get on here and talk about how my horrible roulette strategy earlier this week, which mathematically made no sense. I I, I was pretty like advanced in math when I was growing up. although I was in like a grade ahead uh, for a while, and uh, so I'm pretty good at math and mathematically the way i was playing roulette there was really no way <laughs> for me to ever win like to ever end up up it was i can't i woke up the next day and i'm like well i am stupid all right guys well uh everybody hope you have a great week and if you're interested check out my instagram i'm trying to put up funny videos that make me laugh and some people really like them. i get messages but they're not blowing you know what i mean they're not blowing up Cause I'm terrible at social media. So I'm trying to get better. So I'm just trying to put out goofy, funny stuff that I think is funny. Anyways, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, tell a friend if you think they'd like it. Alright, bye.
0: Thank you for the to my daddy.